0: Just want to make sure we're not uh, (laughs) uh, getting inappropriate things in front of your children. Man, what a topic! Won't go there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, also you're just leaving me as the (laughs) right who gets to decide. (laughs) I'm just supposed to. It's just totally covering their own tail, not necessarily worried about whether or not it's true. If you
0: if you didn't know, we're live, by the way. Oh, if you didn't know, you have to. When you put a video on YouTube, you have to tell them: Is this content made for kids? Yes or no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll let you be the judge, person. I, I think
0: it has something to do with. So, like, have you have you used the the YouTube Kids? Sure. Um, uh, whatever platform. Yeah. So I think when you when you click onto there, it automatically filters out stuff that. I don't know if it's that question. If it's like it only it you're only gonna get through that
1: door if you select yes or it, Right. Well that, there has to be more steps after if you I don't know. like if you don't check that box <laughs> there's gotta be. Otherwise you're gonna you're just leaving it up to sketchy. So maybe I did want to sleep. Yes. I don't know. I <laughs> don't So I want my kids to know about this stuff. Right,
0: right. So so that's exactly right. I, I, w- I would love for my I wouldn't say it's made for this. kids. Correct. It's not not made for kids though. That's a that's a good distinction. <laughs> um, what's funny, my kids now now we're really onto this. Sorry guys, this is this is this is why people listen to podcasts to get fun stuff like this. Yeah. Um, my kids love finding um, anything that I have put on YouTube. Oh yeah. So like my channel is their favorite channel because half the videos include them. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But but like any anything that I've made and put up, they 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 love finding it. I mean, they
1: use the Apple TV and yeah. search the stuff and whatever. I don't want my kids to find out what I've put on YouTube with the past. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't Google Joel Bickford.
0: Oh, boy. <clears throat> and what that means is do Google Joel Bickford and you'll find some great things. Swoopier bangs. That's what you'll see. Yeah. So um, last week we opened with this free and awesome um, kind of it's not a one-liner it's a it's basically it was basically a statement Mm in in some ways it's a it's a mission statement um and the more i babble i'll be able to pull it up and read it so we said christians are being deformed into anxious joyless untethered people by following unbiblical cultural rituals thankfully We have a rich heritage of sacred practices that shape individuals, families, and churches into fully formed worshipers so we can glorify God and enjoy Him forever as we live life in the liturgy. Mm -hmm. Did you get goosebumps that time? I'm getting used to it. A little little less. (laughs) A little less powerful. Um, So our goal today is... Uh to kind of just walk through those words yeah and i and i say words because it's 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 much more granular than just that statement yeah um so you did a thing this week, yeah, and already did this <laughs> <laughs> so um w- 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 first walk me through your process of of doing all this
1: mm. yeah, so i mean we had a we had a brainstorming meeting to kind of solidify those words mm-hmm. um, because we are trying to communicate and have a good um, umbrella that we be- believe in over the top of everything. Mm-hmm. And so um, I know the amount of thought that we put in to that statement that you just read. Right. Um, and there's actually a lot uh, as we'll see that, that goes into it. So my process was, to break it down (laughs) and try and remember uh, why we, why we chose these exact things. And I don't know, you want, you want me to know the, you want to know the exact thing that I did. I just sat in front of my computer (laughs) and I said, why do we choose that word? And then I put thoughts to it. (laughs) Yeah. So what's, what's so funny is
0: this is like a weird, (sighs) this is one of those like big philosophical things that like runs around in your brain and the thought becomes way bigger than it ever should. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like whenever I'm, whenever I'm like studying a text of scripture, yeah, and I do this type of thing and look look at you know word for word, yes, like this word's in there and not any other word, mm-hmm. and um, just how how powerful each individual word really is and, and granted like you said this is kind of how we crafted this statement when we threw it together a couple weeks ago um, but like we don't <laughs> we don't talk with that much intention usually not usually yeah but when we when we craft um, we craft words that are written and especially when we look at what we believe to be the inspired word of God it's like we we and should um, apply so much I don't know if scrutiny is the right word to it but like careful um, uh, careful study of of every word
1: yeah you know yeah every yeah every word is potentially packed with meaning and and, and, and especially when you're talking about scripture right yeah. and and how
0: how so much um, Both, like, division, as well as unity, as well as just different practices have come out of, at the end of the day, a different understanding of, it could be as simple as one
1: word. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think there's also the the tendency in, uh, especially in Christian circles, we can hear so much scriptural language, that um, familiar words, that they can almost lose their meaning. Sure. You know, it's like, if I say the word ice cream a hundred times in a row right now, what I, it'll start to just sound like sound and you forget what the word <laughs> ice cream is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think it's actually helpful to not just make the statement, but just why is, why is that word there? And what do we mean by it? Defining mm-hmm. terms is also mm-hmm. um, so that right. when I say, so that when I say, when we say deformed, mm-hmm. what do we mean by that? Mm-hmm. Cause you could have a picture in your mind of what, you think that means but, and maybe that's fair and right but we haven't we have a meaning we have, there's a purpose for that word being where it is yeah so yeah it's good
0: yeah. it's good cool
1: so uh let's do it let's work our way through it okay <laughs> christians yeah I, I, right i feel like <laughs> when somebody preaches a sermon and like paul and then somebody just preaches a, <laughs> a whole sermon ser- on one. On Paul, word. I one love that actually. Word. I love that. Yeah,
0: we've gotten away from that a little bit, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. Um, so yeah, Christians. I mean, that's how the statement starts. Christians are being deformed. Um, so just ba- we don't have to belabor this point. Um, but what we're doing here, uh, it's really aimed at. Um, it's aimed at Christians. It's aimed at believers, um, and while we know that and hope that this breaches the. An audience wider than that. Um, we're really aiming to, um, yeah. Our our, our, our main audience is going to be people that are desiring to live lives of worship mm-hmm. unto Father, Son, Holy Spirit, our mm-hmm. triune God. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Plain and simple. I don't think we need to go more than that. Nope. Um,
0: however, you skipped, um, two words in between your two little things here. So we've got the establishment of Christians. Mm-hmm. And then the, the first full line is, Christians are being deformed into anxious, joyless, untethered people by following unbiblical cultural rituals. Mm-hmm. So your, your next kind of statement here is, is breaking down deformed into anxious, joyless, untethered people. Mm-hmm. But really, our being um, does communicate something. It, it, it's we're we're trying, yeah. we're trying to speak to something that's that's happening presently yep. that, that we can we can look around um, and we can see all over the place and um, not only <laughs> not only looking outward but even assessing our own lives yeah we, we can see how these uh, these unbiblical cultural rituals that you know some of which we're gonna dust up here um, they're they're currently <laughs> currently especially through these types of things yeah. um, uh, are,
1: are 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 even today affecting us yeah as soon as you wake up you put your feet on the floor yeah you grab yeah you grab this thing you grab your device it's it's aim i 100% and the and the, the people behind the aim of the thing it's 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 wanting to form you into a type, a certain type of person, a certain type of person that your knee-jerk reaction is to pick up your phone. That's yeah. happening all the time in yeah. the background. Um, and
0: so, if if ultimately we know kind of w- the conclusion of what we're going to get to here, if if we know what's true about us as human beings, that makes so much sense. Yes, you know, it's one of those things where, um, like. <laughs> If we're not this self aware um if we don't have good um understanding of how God created the human being, yep. like th- the people who made that device can actually in some cases tell us more about ourselves than we know like how God designed it, yeah, um mm. be- because they are hitting something very very true. um with yeah the way that 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 these devices are are created they know how humans work they know how the brain works they know how behavior works um in in this in this liturgical way
1: absolutely yeah yeah so good i'm glad you i'm glad you didn't let me skip over important (laughs) words our being is is very important yeah so uh so that that full that full first statement is Christians are being deformed into anxious, joyless, untethered people by following un- unbiblical cultural rituals. Um, so that's intentionally strong language, and it's a bit of a mouthful. Mouthful. So I want to I want to break it down. And some, some very specific things came to mind. So um, just hitting on that deformed into anxious, joyless, untethered people. I'm gonna read some stuff here. Saint Augustine famously said in his confession, speaking of God, you have made us for yourself, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. Mm -hmm. That is a really good sentence and another another good example of a sentence that is jam-packed with very intentional language. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, I would really say that, maybe at face value you wouldn't read that and say this, but that is actually the gospel story in one beautiful yeah. statement yeah any thoughts before I...
0: W- no i mean that like yeah that that it, it's w- you take a statement like that in okay so you made it for yourself our heart is restless until it finds rest in you the 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 things that now come out of that yeah. if if our hearts are restless okay what does that look like mm-hmm. that looks like this person that we're trying to personify yes this, this avatar right yes this that that is an anxious and joyless and untethered person
1: yeah yeah so first augustine makes a design claim that humans mm-hmm. are made humans are made by god for god mm-hmm. and so that truth doesn't find its reality in augustine which is important it actually finds sure. its its reality in the scriptures. so we could go to the beginning of, of genesis and we see that then, then the Lord God formed the man out of the dust of the ground, breathed breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living creature. So we need to notice that formational language. This is what Augustine saying that that you have made us for yourself, you have formed us for yourself. Um, the same idea is found all over Scripture. Psalm 33, really pointedly in um, Isaiah 64, the same the same idea. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are the work of your hand. So God is, he's our maker. He's our former. He is who made us and he made it. He made us for himself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so if we know that to be true about our origin, then that speaks to this first word of being deformed. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's an, there's an origin that is good and true and beautiful and what we're saying is that for us to arrive at where we are today, we we've gone through a, a, a two part process. Mm-hmm. A, a a part one of being formed in the image of God, and now it's a secondary process away from our
1: nature. Yeah. Is is what is what this is. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um so Augustine doesn't even doesn't just say that God made us, but he tells us what, what we were made for. We were mm-hmm. made for God, which is another way to say that we were made for um, worship. And so mm. um, I think the emphasis there, because then he, then he goes on to say, our hearts are, and our hearts are restless. So we are made for God. You have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless. And why are we restless? And I want to quote some long scripture here from, from Paul, because this is, this is beautiful language, and I think it gets at the heart of the problem. Mm-hmm. So he says this, Romans 1, 18 through 25. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts. There's the heart. Mm-hmm. To impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about mm-hmm. God for a mm-hmm. lie and worshiped and served creature rather than the creator who was blessed forever. So we are restless because we rebelled against our creator, right. our former, the one who fashioned us. Right. So, so
0: in, the, in there, that word exchanged. Yes. To, to, to exchange something me like if if I, if I buy a pair of pants <laughs> and I want to go back to the store and exchange them, I want the red pair instead of the blue pair, I don't have red or blue pants. Oh, yes, I do. that's a lie. Um, th- that like that's the language that they're going to use. I have something yeah, and now I'm going to ex, ex- do this exchange yeah for something else yeah <clears throat> so that 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 says we we have truth yeah yeah we we yeah that's something we had and to get to this defiled place we had to take that and exchange it for a lie yeah like that process had to happen for us to get to this
1: anxious and joyless state yeah 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 and that's that's i mean we see this right we see this in the garden with with adam and eve that's when the human and creation Uh, deformation process began it fractured you know it fractured all of um, mankind and and creation Um, and so where we were made originally for God and we're uh, because we're created in the image of God we're created for worship it's interesting because our worship doesn't start and stop like God Mm. uh, human beings were made by God and being made in his image a piece of that is we are worshipers, mm-hmm. and so we can't help—we can't help but worship. Mm-hmm. And so we have to worship something. So it's—it's mm-hmm. it's interesting that we ex- it, that exchange uh, wasn't—it wasn't—it uh, was an act of worship. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. say that That's good, it's good. Yeah. <coughs> <clears throat> Sorry, keep going. Yeah. Um, so we're restless because we rebelled against our Creator, our former, the one who fashioned us. We, like the clay to the potter, have said you didn't make me you aren't my creator and we ever since adam and eve have been worshiping the creation rather than the creator this makes us restless because we can't avoid worshiping something like i just said that's in our created design by god but worshiping anything other than god leads us to a deep soul restlessness anxious anxiousness joylessness and untetheredness because we do not live and <clears throat> excuse me we do not live and worship in light of the reality of our creator and our created design we try and as we would say, go against the grain of God's universe, yeah. and yeah, we've got splinters. Yeah. Show it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. And It keeps going. Finish up Augustine's thought here, that our hearts are restless until they rest in You. So that's a beautiful picture of the redemption that's offered to us in the gospel through Jesus Christ. We can re- be restored back, or reformed back, to our original shalom, peace, and rest in and through Jesus Christ. What has been deformed in us can be reformed by the grace of God, and we return to him and worship him alone as we originally were created to do. So Christians, are <laughs> being deformed. We're being deformed <laughs> yeah. into anxious, joyless, untethered people. Yeah, yeah. So
0: I, I like where you went with that. And
1: <clears throat> if uh,
0: this, this is a fun thing, I feel like... Um, uh, doing this together there's people who know you who are listening to this who don't know me yeah. um and so while well, there's plenty of people who know the both of us if you don't know um i own this gym <laughs> that's where we're doing this thing out of um and w- one thing that we were talking about bef- before we got to do this was um this idea of the the I I teach people about the physical body that God created. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we know to be true about that physical body is there is this state of shalom, (laughs) essentially, that um, in science we call homeostasis, right? Where something is basically at rest, at peace. And unhealth comes when we disturb or interfere with that. With that shalom or that homeostasis, yep. In in this is like, same thing
1: is true here, of of our our soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home, I think home base <clears throat> for the for the human being was always intended to be in right relationship with God, mm-hmm. in a sense. Our relationship to God looked like Him walking in the cool of the day with right. us in the garden. Like there wasn't this separation, there wasn't mm-hmm. this anxiety, there mm-hmm. wasn't shame. It was yeah, it was a relational thing that worked. It was beautiful yep. in, in, in a sense. Like that's a that's a picture of worship, <laughs> right it, uh, unto God, um, right.
0: The 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 um the the peacefulness of that yeah. is is rightly imaging god yes right so so for us as humans now, when we live in harmony with yes. people gosh, the musical metaphors here um <laughs> when we when we um live in peace with people so in in good right fellowship with people, that in itself is is picturing God right yeah. and um <coughs> That's the goal. That's always the goal. And so when sin enters, when that relationship is fractured, the goal is now we have the gospel to deal with that sin so that we can spend as little time (laughs) out of that fellowship as possible and return to that state, return to that good life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is kind of now the the whole human experience (laughs) summed up right there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah yeah that's good cool keep going here
0: yeah so that's good are we down to are we down to now the second half? yeah this? so
1: just to connect the two so again christians are being deformed into anxious joyless untethered people but by what means like how mm, yep. how is that happening yeah so we say by following unbiblical cultural rituals okay there's a lot there's a lot in that, like he's been saying, there's a lot in that statement, but um I don't want to miss any of these words, so if it seems like I'm reading, it's because I am, but I think these these, no, thoughts, these thoughts are good. That's I'll good. let Jarek interject and make it not lame. <laughs> um, so we're not going to get too far into a conversation about liturgy, formation, and Augustine without also mentioning a great author and Christian philosopher, James K.A. Smith. Just side note, I want to recommend his his works to you, but namely his books desiring the kingdom and you are what you love. I would say you are what you love is probably the more approachable of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be greatly um, helped by that. I mean, just anybody, any, 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 any Christian going to be who's, who's searching for some spiritual information is going to love it. So it's going to take a little bit of work to get to this cultural ritual pieces, but it, it'll be worth it. Um, so when we say cultural rituals, You could put any number of words in place of rituals. You could say cultural liturgies, you could say cultural stories, you could say cultural patterns. Any of those words decently capture the essence of, I think, what we're meaning. Um, Christians enter into a deformation process, often unknowingly, or one of Jamie's favorite words, which I think we'll run into is unwittingly. We run into these deformation processes without even knowing it, um, by being pulled along by a set of cultural practices or norms or rituals or liturgies. Um, And we don't Again, we don't often even notice what we uh, what's happening to us or what we're doing. It's just going along with the flow of the cultural waters that we're swimming in. Um, that's the thing about culture. That's the thing about liturgy. Um, we're mm-hmm. we're not often not aware mm-hmm. of it. Um, you guys probably heard this if you've been around our church. But uh, author David Foster Wallace has a short little analogy. Goes like this. Cute little story. There are two young fish swimming along. And they happen to beat an older fish swimming the other way who nods at them and says, morning boys, how's the water? And the two young fish swim on a bit. And then eventually one of them looks over at the other and says, what the hell is water? (laughs) I love this story. I love it. It gets me every time. So what Wallace is saying is that we can be living in a culture or a particular cultural way of life and not even really be aware of it. It's like the water to the fish or air to you and me. It's not until someone points it out that we actually recognize it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so thinking about like the air for us, it's like if if things are (laughs) back to back to we were created for peace and harmony, if things are well ordered, if things are going well, there's there's a beautiful reality there that you're not going to be bogged down with with some of these things that are true. They're just going to be um flowing how they're and working how they're supposed to. Yeah. If if you're in, you know, LA or Hong Kong or something, and you're breathing air that's just pure smog, yeah. now all of a sudden you have an awareness. Yeah, you're you're
1: aware of it. Yeah.
0: You have an awareness of this air. Yeah. Right? And so it's like it's if if you know they're swimming through nasty dirty water. They're now all of a sudden going to have an awareness of like this environment that you're in. Yeah. Right. It it it's when when things are 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 maybe disordered that we have to do something about yeah. it. But ultimately the goal would be that hey, um, and and I think maybe in the danger would be if we're in that um, disordered state for too long. Now, all of a sudden we become numb to it. Right. Yeah, you now know, all of a sudden we're, we're just living in the muck and like, we don't even know it's, it's when we have tasted what is good when we have experienced what is good. And then, you know, we walk into a, a place that has dirty air or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's, that's when you actually are going to have that awareness. Yeah. I think,
1: uh, just as you're talking about that, it, it reminds me of, um, how specific do I want to get? Yeah, last night we were we had we were celebrating our son's one of our son's birthdays, and uh, my wife's parents were over, <laughs> and uh, Opie, that's our mm, our right. uh, Mick. He was innocently just sitting at the table dining room table on his phone, <laughs> and like a you know every good wife does. Janet had come back from the house, like, they live across the street from us, and she came to, you know, give something to the kids, and she walks back into the dining room and said, Mick, what are you doing on your phone? And he was like, well, nothing. Like, what? You, you kind of get a little defensive about it. Uh, I joke, because this happens all the time. Like, as soon as you put your phone down, you feel holy. Because mm-hmm. you start to notice, this is weird. Right. You're, you know, either you're hanging out with your wife, and, you know, you're on your phone, and she's not, and she's getting, it's... There's a culture happening. Mm-hmm. You know, the culture could widely be the phone, and mm-hmm. it's just there. And it's a cultural thing to disconnect. And, and it's not until somebody's like, "Hey, what you're doing is,"
0: yeah. do you know? Do you, not not even yes. not even
1: trying to make a value statement to it, but just saying, "Do you see what you're doing?" Right. That's how culture often works. You don't. You, you it's pulling you. It's pulling you on, in by something that maybe you don't even recognize. Yeah. Yep. Why? Why am I drawn to in a social setting? Why would I even be worried about what's happening on my phone? Well, there's mm-hmm. something that I—it's running in the background of my desires that I'm not even right. fully in control of. Yeah. Okay. So um, <laughs> we'll see how far we get. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I could talk about this forever. <laughs> so
0: the the way that um, I communicate this to people with with things that pertain to their health. Um, is I, I have this this four quadrant grid, and quadrant one is what you would describe as unconscious incompetence. Sure. Right. Yeah. Perfect. It, so it's like we're 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 always like y- you have a diet, you have a movement practice, you 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 have like you have a sleep practice, you have all of these things. You you relate to people in a certain way. You mm-hmm. deal with your emotions in a certain way. And, um, we're trying to teach you how to do them in a <laughs> healthy way <laughs> and in a conscious way. Like. A, well, well, we'll get there. Yeah. So, the starting position is unconscious incompet, incompetence. Okay. S- the second position is now conscious incompetence. I still don't know exactly. Hey, do you, do you see what you're doing <laughs> there? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh shoot! Yeah, yeah, I do. I do see that I'm on my phone. Mm-hmm. I do see that like mm-hmm. I'm eating McDonald's. Seventeen times
1: a week, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I have to I, now. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Can I pause you? Yeah. Because here, McDonald's it's a great it's a great example. Uh-huh. So I can have, and I think I want to I want to quote Jamie again here, because we I think we give too much. It's not that thoughts and having the right knowledge is wrong. We need to have we need to have the knowledge of, mm-hmm. in your in your scenario, there are healthy foods Mm -hmm. that there are better foods to be eating right but what what is going to win out how do we get how do we get the person who's driving past McDonald's who you're trying to help how do we get them to do that (laughs) it's not because we all know it it's not enough for me to just know that I know I know McDonald's is unhealthy for me but my heart, uh-huh. my desires are for French fries yes. and a Diet Coke <laughs> right now. <laughs> Boom! So I, you know, I can picture where I am on Kimberly right at the road. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then the longer I sit in the line, the more guilt I feel. Right? But it's still like, how did I get here? How did I get into? I know, right? And so that's yeah, that's again. So
0: yeah, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, because ulti- ultimately we're gonna get to the affections. Yeah. Um. But so so, <clears throat> you're. You're in that state of conscious mm-hmm. incompetence, Yeah. right? I I I see now. I now I know what I don't know, mm-hmm. right? I know that I don't know how to to change this. Yeah, I know that like um, I shouldn't be doing this, but I I don't know how. Yeah. Okay. So then the third stage is conscious competence mm-hmm. right where we can actively apply the the good life yeah. we can actively apply good behavior good choices good movement patterns whatever it is
1: mm-hmm.
0: but we have to we have, we have to, to be, really mm-hmm. put yeah. effort Absolutely. into the the structure of the thing yeah the goal is unconscious conscious competence it's just happening it's happening right it it is the air we breathe yeah right that that that's the goal that we would we would live in a way that is at peace yeah is that is um vibrant and flourishing thriving how we say it um and and it it's not we had to we had to at some point go through the process of okay, how are we going to do this thing? Oh, yeah. now I have a smartphone that's in my pocket. How am I going to deal with this thing? Yeah. How am I going to treat this thing? Yeah. And ultimately, the goal would be to get to a point where you don't have to always do that work. Yeah, The, the, the work is there in the background. That framework yeah. exists, but I don't have to sit there and actively remind myself
1: of it day in and day out. It's it, good. It naturally happens. That's good. That's good. You read some of these thoughts here. Cause this is, this is going to put a nice bow bow right. on that. Um, let's, let's go back to what we were talking about with Augustine. Augustine saw as the thing that was sitting in the driver's seat of our lives. He saw, he saw the heart, the heart was the thing in the, he said, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. So it's not, he could have put anything in there. My, you know, my mind, my, yeah. our, our, yeah, whatever. Um, so I think most Christians would mentally assent to that truth. That's what our heart really that that drives us along. We all know the proverb: above all else, guard your hearts, for from it flow the well springs of life. Unfortunately, I, along with Jamie, James K. A. Smith, think that uh, we we functionally think the the axiom of "I think, therefore I am." Mm. Um, and so here's here's how Smith kind of talks about how what, what we were just talking about. He says the imagination is the term that I used to try and name this preconscious gut-level tactical orientation that we carry to the world an understanding in air quotes an understanding of the world that is carried in our unconscious like unconscious habits. Mm -hmm. It's not that knowledge and ideas and beliefs aren't important. It's just that there are also more fundamental ways that we, again, air quotes, make sense of our world that can't be articulated in propositions. The imagination is a kind of know-how that you carry around in your bones. And if we don't attend to that as Christians, if we don't recognize the power of the imagination in orienting our lives, then our imaginations are going to be unwittingly, there's our word, captured by secular liturgy so jamie is using the word imagination here which i like but again we can think of the imagination as something that's mostly happening in our heady realms of thinking mm-hmm. but what really drives our imagination and our life is our heart the heart again i think yeah. if i could put that word in that place would be the gut level tactical orientation that we carry to the world that the heart is the seat of our affections it's our it's our loves it's more than knowledge it's, it's yeah. it gets at what Do I want? Mm -hmm. What do I want? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is good. It's great. Keep going. Keep going. So, this is important. This means you aren't so much thinking your way through life, making rational decisions about everything you do or say, or don't do and don't say. The maxim of Descartes, I think, therefore I am, really misses the mark. As Jamie says in his book, You Are What You Love, humans aren't brains on a stick. This can simply be proven by the fact that all of us have done things in our lives that we know in our brain are wrong, but have done them anyway. So why in the world would that be the case if our knowledge was really in the driver's seat? It's because there's right. a far more powerful control center than the brain maneuvering the joysticks of your life and my life. It's our heart. You're driven not by what by what you think, but what uh, but what you want and what you love. So what does all that have to do with deformation through following un? biblical, cultural liturgies. we got to talk about the word liturgy, I think. <laughs> I think we've gotten this far without even trying to define right. that term. When you think of liturgy, before I get to this, I guess you can look ahead and cheat, but... um, Well, I think I,
0: I probably view this word maybe differently than uh, most would. Um, <coughs> so I, I, I think at face value... What anybody thinks of is okay, the thing the Catholic Church does like yeah. at their their mass, right yeah okay, yes, and <laughs> um <clears throat> i view I view liturgy as um something uh, the 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 framework or structure, the order by which really you do anything mm-hmm right yeah it is it is the it is the the repeatable format of something
1: yeah right great that's great um so in a strictly religious setting liturgy means the work of the people the work of the people this is why we call our worship gatherings services services mm. work that's good which is great I don't know if most people would actually think about that no. going into, like, nope. I have work to do. I think actually in your typical evangelical church today, it's more like someone's going to be doing something for me. So, yeah. or, you know, uh, but there's actually something that we are being, um, we're supposed to be doing together, performing yeah. for God and his, his glory. Um, so that's its most, most, most basic meaning. Liturgy is simply what we are doing and in what order uh, as we worship God. Another important aspect of religious liturgy is the emphasis on formation. The liturgy not only takes a form, but forms people. Mm -hmm. A good Christian worship liturgy will be formed by the gospel to form people in the gospel. It will take the pattern we see in Scripture of creation, fall, redemption, and restoration, retell the story of the gospel, and even re-embody or re-enact that story of the gospel so that God is glorified for who he is and all that he's done— and so the worshipers are transformed into gospel-shaped people. The formational aspect of liturgy really can't be understated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about unbiblical cultural practices or cultural liturgies, we are acknowledging the fact that all of life is worship. Uh, As we said earlier, all humans were created in the image of God, so therefore we are all worshipers. We are all worshiping something. It is what drives us along our hearts can't not worship. Cultural liturgies and practices are those that mimic the gospel story, but they twist it somewhere, namely by replacing God with some sort of lesser thing as your source of peace. <coughs> Again, going back to Romans, what Paul was saying. Yeah. Um, and they deform those who practice them. Any thoughts so far on that? Yeah.
0: Um, <coughs> so so this, there's the the formational aspect of the liturgy that um, so when I said the, the, the structure by which something, you know, takes place, the form it takes Mm -hmm. um, what I, what I was kind of getting at was just the fact that, you know, like even if you don't have a conscious way that you put your kids to bed, right. Yeah. There's a liturgy that's taking place, right? Absolutely, and that includes, "Hey kids, it's bedtime," and then some f- fighting, and then some. <laughs> somebody's, you know, getting out of bed to brush their teeth and go to the bathroom, and then somebody's mm-hmm. screaming about another kid
1: punching them, and
0: like, yeah. Uh, while those things are. <laughs> Certainly. Not, Though, if those not, things
1: aren't built into your liturgy of a bedtime, you have a—you're setting yourself <laughs> up for failure. <laughs> right. Great example. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's like
0: not only is there a is there a a form to that, mm-hmm. those practices are forming you. Yeah. Right. Mm. It's not just that there's an order and there's a structure. A chaotic and you know disordered structure, mm-hmm. not only is that true, it has elements, mm-hmm. and it's like these are the elements that are going to take place, but also those things are shaping you. Yeah. Those things are forming you. Those things are doing something to your affections. Mm-hmm. And in this circumstance, not good
1: things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, I think another way that we can think of cultural liturgies is and seeing and and I think we it's 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 a lens that we you know we talk about worldview and how it it, it looks like putting on glasses and then you know whatever color those it kind of it's I think cult, we need to do this with seeing liturgies in our everyday world. Yeah. And so I think there's an example in one of Jamie's books I can't remember which one it is where he's talking about like if if people came down to let's say our well if aliens came down and they were just going to assess what's going on in the world. Oh yeah. Okay. And so then they, they pull into this, this place and it looks like a massive cathedral and there's these big columns in front of the doors and then they walk in and they, and they're, they're instantly hit with these smells and, and there's music in the air and there's people bustling around and there's food and they, and then there's a, you know, they walk in, walk in the door and there's something kind of directing their paths of how to get to the, through the corridors of the cathedral and then they walk into one of the they walk into the one of the chapels and there's somebody that's directing them in in through there and showing them the way until they get them all the way to somewhere where they need to make a sacrifice. And then they finally, you know, they ask them for their money. And he starts to kind of like peel back the curtain. And what he's actually explaining in really like three long like three page long detail is a shopping mall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all of the details of it are like he's kind of tongue in cheek, like putting religious language on it. Yeah. But it's like this is the liturgy of consumerism Mm -hmm. and it's it's and it's leading to what end to get you to make a sac like to present the sacrifice of your financial Mm -hmm. gain Mm -hmm. to buy into something yeah and that's what this whole mall is it's this cathedral set up to the god of consumerism and it's walking you through a very specific liturgy to get your heart wrapped up in this pattern and so it's helped i think it's um it, it's it can actually almost drive you crazy if you start looking at sure all of the but, but it's happening all the time um, and so i think that's a that's just a good thing to to keep you know just like the, the liturgies of our home the liturgies of our life the liturgies of our culture what's around us mm-hmm. it's shaping us yeah yeah it's yeah. good it's good
0: uh, that made me think of a different story that i'm choosing not to tell and maybe forget the second point that i had so
1: let's skip it okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so <laughs> um, let's keep riffing on this. I've got some thoughts here. It says here's the thing. The world is always propagating some sort of story to us. It's wanting to us to buy into some vision of the good life. It's an important term. And to do so the world and its marketers know very marketers know very well that story, imagination, or even worship is the place to go. We are constantly inundated in our day and age and culture culture with ads. And if these marketers know what they're doing, they aren't just trying to sell you a product. They're attempting to tell you a story about the type of person that you will become if you buy this product or become loyal to that brand. They're saying, if you buy this triple cheeseburger with onion rings (laughs) for buns, then somehow you will become irresistible to this scantily clad woman who is eating it in this commercial. (laughs) Or don't you want to be seen as successful and sexy? Then here are some clothes that can make you all of that and more or you want to be a good parent and you want your kids to love you, then you absolutely must buy them this gadget or their life will be ruined forever again. All of these things are trying to get at some sort of desire (laughs) that you have. If they can get your desire, they can get your love, they can get you to buy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So this is good. And this is one thing that... um, so we're, we're we're pointing out how this is being this this reality of us being motivated by our affections is something that all around us is being used all the time for evil. Yeah. <laughs> right. For destruction. Yes. For for deformation. Yes. The, the the bad thing that I think has happened with um a, a really in a lot of of. Christian circles is we've responded to that with just um, just black and white truth, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And a response to that with just truth, uh, while true <laughs> isn't very compelling. Yeah, right. And so one of the things that we need to do is. We need to aim for not just the logos of the thing. Mm. We need to aim for the heart yeah. of the thing. We, yeah. we we need not just to set the standard. What we're trying to do is fall in love with the standard. Yeah. We're trying to fall in love with the way that <coughs> mm. God has created the world to be. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Um So, so sorry. I guess the, the the full thought there is like we need to um, basically the, uh, whether it's consumerism or just different worldviews, different ideologies. Essentially, they have hijacked the way that God has created the human being to work, and rather than just having the facts straight about "no, you're wrong. This is the truth." Like we need to recapture the imagination mm-hmm. and recapture the the heart and the affection yeah. um because because that's the thing that like that's a thing that is being used for the motivation absolutely right absolutely and, and and do that in a good true and beautiful way
1: yeah and that's what again that's what the best um that's what christian worship is meant to do right it's meant to say look i know that you've been living inside of a Rival story From Monday To Saturday Mm -hmm. And That story is lived in the In the uh, existence Of a a fallen world And so hey come Come into this gathering and be Restoried be reshaped
0: Sorry, we're probably going to get a little interruption here with maybe two of my kids, or maybe they'll. Hey, be fine. that's great. <laughs> maybe they'll be fine. That's cool. Well, we'll run. We'll run with it if we do. <laughs>
1: yeah. They're
0: yeah. fine. They can come in here if they need to.
1: I'm going to riff here. I'm around. just going to keep. I'm going to keep reading these thoughts. Are they out there? They're. They're. Yeah. Cool. In every case, I'm going to keep going on. In every case, the world is always selling us a story, a rival liturgy. It's painting a picture of a life that we think we want and then getting our hearts wrapped up into that story uh, to the point where we act, we buy, and we worship, we sacrifice. We do some sort of service to get what we want. Uh, The trouble is that we do this, again, as Smith says, pre-consciously, we are storied creatures. So I think this gets back to what you were saying. Mm -hmm. In worship, we are trying to get... Uh, and, and, and liturgy over time is meant to shape us to get to the level of unconscious competence. Yeah. Where our knee jerk reaction to life, our knee jerk reaction to our day, as soon as our feet hit the floor, yep. my first thoughts are, who is God? What has he done? Mm-hmm. How do I live in light of that? Yeah. Instead of, what's on my to do list? What's What should I be anxious about today? It, it, you know, we want to become the type of per- people, like we want to become a type of person that's like the call to worship is like kind of like, that's how you almost think about the first part of your day. Sure. I want my thoughts, the first fruits of my thoughts to be on God yeah. and his glory to put everything else in perspective. Mm-hmm. Um And again, that's what, that's what Christian worship is, is aimed to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah.
0: Pre-conscious. Yeah. I
1: love that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that it makes so much sense. It, it's speaking. It's it's hard. I feel like some, sometimes talking about this like language sort of fails us because I think we know what we we mean by pre-conscious. but I think if you assess even this day, you could probably think of something that you did that was just like, how did I, how did I get, how did I get here? Sure. You ever, you ever like? I mean, it's like when you're driving. Yeah. It's like you, I know I need to go to wherever. I know I know how to get from point A to point B, but I don't remember the driving right. to get there because right. I just because did.
0: because you were unconsciously competent yeah. in that task, yeah. right? Yeah. You didn't have to devote brain power yeah. to to doing that thing. Yeah. Um it's, it's so. This is this a funny story. Um, when I'm when I'm driving in a place I don't know, um, my so. Used to be in a band and other dudes in the car and we're driving. I was always the driver, okay? And so, like, m- most of the time when you're traveling, interstate travel, whatever. Go straight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> don't miss your, Don't miss the exit in, yep. in 100 miles. But then it's like when we would, you know, get off and we're, you know, now we're, like, downtown in a city. Mm-hmm. Normally, throughout the whole drive, they're freaking blasting the music and stuff. And mm-hmm. oh, it's a good time. <laughs> I just have this specific memory of like, we're pulling in somewhere, and I'm like, I'm getting upset because, like, a couple times in a row, I like turned the music down. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, I have to, f- I have to focus on yeah, yeah, this yeah. task. I have to put more, more thought and more energy into, yeah, where do I have to turn? Where are we going? Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're wanting to keep going. It's like I I can't do that. I can't put I can't have energy filtering out this yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah. I need to focus on this task. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. And uh, so I think to get back to the that's great. I what's the line we're even talking about now? I got lost in the <laughs> Oh, on biblical cultural rituals and how we're saying that those are the things that are um kind of close to, if not right at the very heart of what we feel like is deforming us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the danger about them is that we are unaware of them. Yes. And so what, I don't know if I think we can save the second half of this conversation for later. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's, if you leave with nothing else, I think it's helpful to be thinking about what does my, if I, if my life had a, if my life had a liturgy. Mm-hmm. Because it does. And it does. <laughs> even if you're un, even if you're unaware of it, you you do, mm-hmm. um, and you start to be honest about that thing. What is it? What would it, what would you say? You know, is what are my loves, knowing that it's 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 what you love and what you want that, <clears throat> in a sense, pre-consciously is pulling you along through your day. Yeah. So I hear. I mean, just for example, I hear this a lot in being a parent myself. Why? I'm re- I react a certain way to a chaotic bedtime mm-hmm. because there's a certain thing that I'm desiring and that I'm wanting. And that, that, thing, yeah. that thing could not, and more often than not, is not something that is in line right. with a love for God right. and a love for neighbor. <clears throat> These right. things that should be at the center of our story and the center of our heart and the center of our loves. It's something else. And it's probably just my own selfishness, okay? but it's not until I actually get to the level of I'm consciously aware that I'm being pulled along by something, which is then getting my, my actions. It's getting my reactions. It's getting my responses. It's, it's Mm -hmm. um, I think if we can say, what's the liturgy of my day, what's the liturgy of this moment. It could be the dinner table. It could be, you know, and then panning out from your own personal life. What's the liturgy of my church. And what would you say? What kind of, what would you say is the love at the center of your church? What is the thing that it's that your liturgy, that your worship gathering is trying to get you pointed at? Yeah. And what is it centered on? Mm -hmm. And now we all say, well, it's centered on Jesus. It's centered on, but I think we all have to, especially practitioners and pastors and worship leaders, but even us as church goers, just your general church. I think you should be assessing this. What, what, what is this gathering pointing me to? Uh, what is it unconsciously maybe pointing me to? Um, and is it is that reforming me into the image of God and my intended purpose as a worshiper of him, or is it aiding in the deforma- de- deformative process?
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so let me grab this here. So, Abraham Kuyper. Ooh. The, the Abraham Kuyper line. There is not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. Mine. Okay? Yes, sir. So if that's true, (laughs) then when we say unbiblical cultural rituals, we're talking about anything. (laughs) Yeah. We are talking about every moment of your day. You know the Bible doesn't speak explicitly to how you use your iPhone right, but it does, yeah, but it does have something to say about it mm-hmm. you know uh, what wh- how, how how what's a christian what is a Christian way to use the iphone well it's it's not following a certain passage that tells you how to use a device yeah. it's saying um you're not going to Use this device to sin. Yeah, you're not going to use this device to lie. You know, mm-hmm. <coughs> we know so many things about. Okay, how does a Christian do this thing? And that is true about everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> if if we have these practices that are forming us into worshippers of anything that is other than god yeah right Th- this is this is everything that falls under these unbiblical cultural rituals yeah so mm-hmm. kind of like you were what you were saying a really good a really good practice is that this this like <laughs> this alien idea right if if somebody completely foreign to this culture were to were to walk in and observe mm-hmm. like what are the things that they're going to be able to to pick out what are the things that they're going to be able to um tell about you you know mm-hmm. one, one of the lines that it's used often is like um, you know y- you want to know what you worship check check your your bank account right mm-hmm. that that type of thing mm-hmm. right you want you want to learn about somebody see where they spend their money mm-hmm. you know in, in that same way you want to learn about what somebody loves observe their day mm-hmm. observe uh, and, and, and you can do this to yourself a, a, a step further observe your thoughts yep Right. What are you thinking about? Mm-hmm. The, the the question from Jamie's book. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Start asking those questions, and if you're finding that that so many of those things are not um, backed up by Scripture, they're not in line um, with Scripture. Um, they they are are opposed diametrically <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> opposed to um, biblical values like this is this is the kind of stuff that we're we're talking about we we are habitual creatures we are liturgical creatures and um the the culture knows that right Mm -hmm. the the people who want you to do things for their own means people Mm -hmm. who want your money (laughs) Mm -hmm. ultimately Mm -hmm. (laughs) um they know that and they're speaking to that piece of you um, so y- we, we, we better know that. Yeah, absolutely. Better, better be working against that. Absolutely. Okay. This is good. Yeah. This is, um, we're like, where are we at here? We're like an hour in. Oh geez. Really? Yeah. The time flies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we kind of got through the, <laughs> the start of it. Um, Let me first half ish, first half ish. What I realized is that like, more than half of this document is just on that first line so mm-hmm. um yeah we'll we'll keep going with this uh, next time so stay tuned oh and give us some feedback we, yeah. we we're already getting some listeners here and the only feedback i got was that some guy didn't like my shorts
1: lame so no yeah if you guys have any questions too or just something that you're wanting us to talk about i would love to hear that because we're we're kind of in in uh mm-hmm this well, ball un- mode, but uncharted yeah. territory but we want to we also just want to <coughs> be helpful and and bring value to you and um if anything if any of this is connecting again if you have questions uh, we'd love to explore those with you
0: yeah so so one of the pieces of this kind of mission statement that we didn't get to um was down further where we say do 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 um we have a rich heritage of sacred practices that shape individuals, families, and churches. Yep. Right? These are so back to Kuiper. <laughs> these are three of these spheres um, that ultimately we do have a desire to um, help individuals, to help families, and to help churches um, be be fully formed people, yes, fully be, be well ordered yeah. people. Um, <coughs> And so, like th- 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 those, it, it's, it's a pretty broad, um, pretty broad scope of the things that we're gonna try to dip our uh, toes in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, keep rocking. Let us let us uh, give us the feedback. Okay. Great. Neat. Have a good one.